Let us pray. Lord God, surprise us with your joy. Fill us with your hope that we may take your light out into the world. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Somewhere buried in our basement is a shoebox with a cutout picture of Mikhail Gorbachev taped to the lid and a little handwritten label that says, From Russia with Love. It is full of letters. They were written to me by my husband, Jess, the year we got engaged in the months that he spent in the then Soviet Union as an exchange student. He would write a letter every day, both as a way of documenting his time there and of reaching out to me. And every Friday, he would gather all those pages, put them in an envelope, and mail them. And I would receive them about four weeks later. The anticipation of those letters is still palpable to me more than 30 years later. I had just graduated from college and was working in my first job as a newspaper reporter in Rochester, New York. My father had died about six weeks into that job. My family and my friends were all back in Ohio. My fiancé was in Volgograd. My grief and my loneliness made everything difficult and ugly. In many ways, it was the worst year of my life. But for those letters. For those of you who can, think back to 1989. Computers were barely on the scene. We paid through the nose for long-distance phone calls. Phones were large boxes that were stuck to the wall or sat on a side table. We did not send emails. We did not text. We could not see one another's faces when we called them. And when people were far away, we wrote letters. I remember back then rushing to my mailbox after work every day to see if there was something inside. And most days, it was empty. If we were talking in Advent terms, I would call those blue candle days. Days filled with expectation and longing and no delivery. <laughs> but then there would be those days when I opened my mailbox and I would find four letters waiting for me with a return address from the USSR, an abundance, something that I could read and reread over and over again to get me through the next four weeks, written in Jess's large, jaggedy, beloved hand. The Advent word for that is Gaudete, days of rejoicing, pink candle days, days where joy arrived anticipated and yet still utterly surprising in a sea of blue. And oh, believe me, 
did I savor joy in those days. How to take tiny tastes and make them last. How to fill the ache of grief with wedding plans and songwriting and letter writing. I would address Jess's envelopes in Cyrillic letters so poorly formed that Jess said it was a miracle that they got to him at all. 31 years later, I think of our connection right here, right now. All of you who are tuning in via computer or a phone or an iPad, what would we have done if the novel coronavirus had struck in 1989 when we didn't have these ways of seeing one another's faces of being with one another in real time via Zoom calls or Facebook or YouTube Live. Back then, what we have right now was just a fantasy that belonged only to George Jetson and Jane, his wife. On this Gaudete Sunday, this rose-colored week in a very blue advent, we're asked to savor and cherish the promise that is already made manifest among us, standing among us unrecognized, as John would say of the Christ. Now, a love letter is not the same as actually being there, but it did evoke and release an immense and powerful hope, a joyful anticipation, a kind of communion. And so I encourage us all to savor and cherish the connections that are allowing us to come together at all. It's not the same as all being together in a full church. And yet, I don't know about you, but I hold on tight to every little encounter with all of you that I can get. A glimpse in person, an elbow bump, a text, an email, a Zoom call. The words of Isaiah have that effect on me too. I wonder though how they first sounded to ears that were straining for good news in the middle of diaspora and exile and long days in Babylon. I wonder if they arrived like a love letter from God after so many days of empty mailboxes. They are indeed words to savor. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. And these are words that weren't written for just one beloved to be tucked in a shoebox and left in the past. For the oppressed among us still long for good news, the brokenhearted among us seek something to bind the pieces back together. The captive and the prisoner in our midst long for liberty, for a day of favor. And so, so many mourn. 
In the United States, nearly 300,000 people have died from COVID-19 since March. And so there are many who are mourning among us. But the thing that I love most about the healing and the liberation and the comfort that Isaiah foretells is that it's not the end of the story or even its ultimate aim. Those who are recipients of the year of the Lord's favor become the new healers, the new liberators, the new comforters in the name of God. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Those are Gaudete words, if I've ever heard them. A flicker of pink in a sea of blue. A promise that lies on the other side of devastation and ruin. A promise that involves all of us in its fulfilling. Now sometimes that pink candle can sneak up on you, especially if you're very busy or are very distracted by what's going on around you. So I almost failed to notice that today is the first anniversary of my ordination to the priesthood. (laughs) (laughs) Until the Reverend Laura Palmer, my partner in holy orders, reminded me. And so I was again surprised by joy, as C.S. Lewis would say. And when that happens, you savor it. And you welcome it. And you let it do its work in you. A year ago today, my sister Anna read these words from Paul to the Philippians on our ordination day. The words that give us the Gaudete, the rejoice in Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.